you're out pregnancy testing 150 cows and end up with five open two-year-olds. What is your plan? Should we keep them or cull them? This is Bovine Science with BCI, the Herd Health Edition, and we're going to ask Dr. Bob Larson that exact question. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Brad. So this is a scenario that we see relatively frequently, and I'm kind of modifying the case a little bit just so we can hone in, but often you don't see just open two-year-olds, but we're going to focus on those because the question becomes, I may want to keep them or call them, and I'm going to ask you to start, what are some of the reasons that people have talked about? Why would I want to keep those? Well, yeah, to start with, you know, when I was in veterinary practice and talking to a lot of veterinarians, when we go out and preg check a group of cows, almost always, if you've got older cows, you know, four five, six or older, and they turn up open, everybody kind of agrees that those cows need to be culled because they're just not going to return enough to pay for that year taking a vacation. The question really is these two-year-olds. And so it's not uncommon to have a handful of two-year-olds that are relatively young. So they they did have their first calf, but they didn't get pregnant for their second one. So what do we do with those? Well, and in as, as background, we will see that more of the two-year-olds are open than our mature cows, right? The three to nine-year-olds, their pregnancy rate should be really good. You have more two-year-olds open. Our heifers coming into the herd, we usually get a really good preg rate on them. It's these two-year-olds that are the problem. So not only are they the problem, they're also the dilemma. So I've had people say, there's some of my best genetics coming into the herd. And I've been investing in her for the last two years, two yes. plus, if we count her pregnancy, right? I've got a lot of investment in her. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, using some rough numbers, maybe she's, maybe my development cost to get this heifer to the period of her first pregnancy is a couple of thousand dollars. And my annual count cost might be six or $700. So it appears you know, at first blush that, well, it would be less expensive to keep a cow six to $700 for another year than develop another heifer for 2000. That all kind of makes sense, but it always made me a little bit nervous that I wasn't considering everything. And I had some mentors that kind of pushed me to think this through with a spreadsheet. And so we did, we developed a spreadsheet that tried to include all the cost of bringing in an additional heifer versus keeping this open cow for another year and call her my next replacement. And the answer really came back fairly clear that I really do need to call even my two-year-olds. Okay. So the spreadsheet, first off, we'll put a link to the spreadsheet on the podcast site and on the BCI website so that you'll be able to get access to that if you want to try it with your numbers. Or if you don't believe Bob's numbers, you can you can come up and try it with yours, which can be beneficial. But we're focusing on two-year-olds. This spreadsheet actually will look at any age of cow. Exactly, exactly. But the two-year-olds, again, are the questions we almost always get. And, you know, to kind of tear into what's happening here, when I say I need to sell them now or need to call them now, because of cold cow prices, I get a return on this year's expenses. And it may not be as much as if, you know, that I kept her for several years and sold calves off of her. But if I don't sell her this year, I make no income off of her this year and accumulated all of this year's expenses. And I'm going to go forward with expenses before I ever get her pregnant and then have another calf. And so the reality is she gets back even with this year in about four to five years, depending on, you know, some of my other cost structures. So I don't even get back to today's position for four or five more calves. 
And that's why I say, maybe you could argue with me and say, well, once in a while it pays, but not really. Not really. Not on average. Yeah. And I think part of it comes into one, she's got some sunk costs at the time she has that first calf, right? And that's yeah, figured that's, that's my higher cost. Yeah. And then you're talking about the average cost per cow per year. So give me some background on that. How certain are we of that number? How much range is there around that number between operations? Well, there is a fair amount of range. The number that I like to use is coming out of the, the Kansas Ag Manager website. They have a group of cooperators that have worked with them for years. I like the way they break their herds out. They, they go into top third profitability, middle third profitability, and low third profitability. And then look at some of those characteristics. And again, it does get a little bit tricky about how you assign some costs. You know, the feed cost, the bull cost, the veterinary cost, those are pretty easy to assign. Sometimes labor and land and equipment because of, a you know, if it's a shared cattle and livestock crop, you know, you're sharing stuff across all of those labor, land, and, and equipment. So it gets a little bit tricky. But that being said, if you plug in the numbers that you think are fair for your operation, you're probably going to be... At the low end, $600 a cow. At the high end, maybe $1,000 a cow. One of the things we do find is to get into that top third of profitability, you're probably going to be closer to the $600 a cow. So that's why I said if you plugged in six to $700 per cow, that puts you in the middle to upper third of profitability. And those numbers, just to be clear, because you talked about two numbers, there's total costs, which include land and all the labor and everything you put into the cows. And then there are variable costs, which would include feed, veterinary expenses, other stuff. The numbers you're talking about from their site would be on the variable cost side. So be sure that you're figuring it what makes sense for your operation, because you may have some additional costs. And that 650 numbers is pretty low and it, and it varies year to year. Yeah, it does. Now, the interesting thing, though, is so for this question, though, should I keep my two-year-old cows or not? The best case scenario was at the lowest cost scenario. So $600, cow, $600 per cow. And even in that situation, when I say $600 per cow, they had very good reproductive efficiency. So if I had really good reproductive efficiency and really low cow costs, that was my best scenario, which still said to sell the two-year-olds right away. And if I made anything worse, I decreased the pregnancy percentage a little bit, or I, I increased my cow annual costs a little bit, then the actual decision actually became more clear that it was really important to sell those heifers after that first time they're open and not retain them in the herd for a whole nother year before they get a chance to get pregnant and have another calf. Okay. So let's play this through. In your spreadsheet, one, one of the cool things it does is it actually figures, okay, if I keep her this year... Mm -hmm. How many years is it going to take her to break even? Which actually, my two-year-old has an advantage. She's going to be in the herd for a long time. And that's one of the things we hear is she, yeah. uh, she has time to break even. So in your kind of realistic scenario that you plugged in, how many years does it take her to break even? Or rather, how many more calves does she have to have before she starts to, to break even? Yeah. So you remember the first year, if I keep her, she doesn't have a calf. Right. <laughs> and so you're talking about four to five years which is three to four calves before she breaks even to where we are today. And again, if you think that through is I'm going to keep her for four to five more years to get her back to where I could have just sold her today and gotten a check for taking her to the sale barn. Which means if she is lost at any point between now and five years later, it's a loss. Then it's an even bigger loss. Yeah. yeah, it's an even bigger loss. And if I keep her past five years, 
And then it takes to six or seven years before she starts getting a calf that she's actually generating income on an annual basis. Well, now my two-year-old cow is nine. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of productive lifespan left. Yeah. Well, I think one of this exercise for me really helped me think through all these expenses because the easy thing to see is, well, it cost me a couple of thousand dollars to get a heifer to her first calf. Why would I add another $2,000 bill instead of a $600 or $700 annual a mature cow cost? Why doesn't that make sense? And it doesn't until you really look out over several years. And, and you basically, the problem is you've got another $600 expense with no income that coming year. That's that's the key of why it makes more sense to just get your money now and invest in another group of heifers. But then, you know, how do how do you make overall herd profitability? Well, try to keep that reproductive efficiency up, try to keep your cow expenses down and then be disciplined about some of the decisions you make. Okay, so as you think about that heifer coming and she came into the herd she had her first calf she didn't get rebred one of the things we do have all those expenses in there so i'm thinking i could try to let her earn those back and what you're saying is it's going to take so long that the odds are not good on that but what if i moved her from a spring to a fall herd so if she was she was gonna she was open because she calved in the spring can I just put her into my fall herd, have her get bred, and now I'm only losing six months, not 12 months? That's an, actually an interesting question. And there's two ways I'll answer that. If I'm a veterinarian and I'm working with a producer that has a spring and fall herd, and they've done that because of optimal utilization of labor and marketing and things like that, and they drop a cow back, it's not as clear that that's a bad decision. Right. This is it's a glowing endorsement. It's not as clear that that's a bad decision. Yeah, it's not as clear that it's a bad decision. The problem becomes is that group of animals that are open includes those where they're open for no fault of their own. It's just bad luck. But it also includes all the ones that are open because it is their fault. And I can't tell those differences necessarily. And so I brought back some heifers that are lower. They're just lower than my herd average for fertility. So that's one of the reasons I don't particularly like to do that. The other reason is in sometimes if we've got a lot of open cows and we decide to develop a fall herd just to account for those, I'm not sure that's the right decision because having two herds takes twice as much management. And yes, there are some cost and marketing advantages, but it's way more labor and way more management. And to do that, to address these cows that didn't perform well, seems to be a, like doubling down on a bad hand. Yeah. And I think your point there is you can move them, but you can move them once, right? So we don't want them to go spring to fall back to spring, yeah, they, they get, even if it's a year or two apart, because then you're back in the same scenario, right? Yeah. If I end up moving them twice, I'm back to here. Where, where you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's several years before that pays off. The other point I want to bring up, and, and I think you expressed it really well, this spreadsheet is great because it looks at it not just over the annual horizon. It looks over a longer term. And when we're making decisions like this, the impacts of keeping or culling those mm -hmm. open cows are more than just one year. That's exactly right. And that's why, again, I had an, a mentor that kind of had figured this out himself and he made me 
look several years into the future to really see the pluses and minuses because it wasn't as clear when I look at just this year's expenses. Um, I have to look at several years expenses and income to really make it clear. Okay. So you said if my cow cost, my cost to keep a cow a year was lower in that 600 to 650 range, it took them less time to recoup that keeping her one year. What other factors make a big difference? Think it, how how big a role does calf price play? How big a role does the coal price play? Or is that not a big issue? Those are really important to the profitability of the operation, but they don't really change the number of years that it takes to get back to where I was today. Uh, and so they're they're obviously important to me as a producer, but they're not really driving this question because basically the, the years stay about the same. It's less profitable, but it would still take about the same. Still take about the same number of years because I've got a non-productive asset, my open cow, that I am continuing to invest in. And then she has to produce calves the next several years. So if calves are profitable or not, and I think that ties into, and again, one of the reasons we post this spreadsheet online is you can put in the numbers for your ranch yeah. because that is critical to make the decision. And in most scenarios, what you're saying, any realistic scenario, the older cows, you can't keep them. Yeah. The younger cows, if you keep them, you're talking about four or five years later, and we're not even talking about the lost opportunity cost there of other cattle. But I do want to hit you with one other challenge is replacing those cows to maintain a, a static herd size I called five two-year-olds in this scenario. If I go buy cows, I may not have the same genetics. If I raise my own heifers, it's going to take a while to replace those. How do I handle that? I think about the, this question is have a consistent plan. Basically, I know that I'm going to replace a certain number of cows per year, and that's the open cows. And so I, I develop the appropriate number of heifers, or maybe I purchase mature cows. That, that can work as well. But if you look at the system that you've got, as long as I can kind of keep that culling, the other part of the overall herd profitability is keeping the culling percentage relatively low. So good reproductive performance, but there's always going to be some replacements. And I, I want to replace them with heifers that fit my genetics, fit my environment, and that are going to calve early. So the, those are the, the heifers that have the best chance to not turn up open as a two-year-old. Excellent. Really good information. If I want more information on this and I'll be able to find your spreadsheet, where else could I go for more information on this topic? Well, there's a couple of ways to look. One is agmanager.net or .com. At, .info. .info at K-State. They've got some budgets that, that kind of get at these types of questions kind of a different way. And then, you know, talk to your veterinarian and really think through your situation of what your cow costs are and what your reproductive efficiency are and the best use of each individual cow. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Larson. Appreciate your time this morning. As always, if you have any topics that you'd like us to address on this, you can send us an email at bci.ksu.edu.